buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 34. Today we're going to chat with Ross from Brigand Arms. Malcolm makes another prank call about scary gun owners. And we'll chat about the white rhino gun magnet. Today's panel is Sean Heron. And yeah. I'm Ava Flannell. <laughs> you paused for just a second. And I was like, oh, should I say something? No. And then you talked. And then I talked awkward. over you. And yeah, we're professionals. Yeah, we're professionals at finishing each other's <laughs> sandwiches. Sushi. No, we oh. we always finish each other's sandwiches. sushi. No. Okay. We're always finishing, finishing each, each other's, other's sushi. sushi. Yes, thank there you. There we go. All right, good job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get into the show. <laughs> before we get into the show, what is happening? <laughs> Let's talk about our friends at Manicor Arms. Definitely. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about are the um, all of the parts that they make for the CZ Bren 805. So they make um, the charging handles, the forend and the rails, the muzzle devices, safety levers. Um, basically, they make all kinds of parts for a bunch of different guns out there. What Sven does is he'll look at a gun and he'll see what kind of accessories he can make to improve that gun. Um, as far as the CZ Bren, we were looking at some of the stuff that they had. Uh, I'm a big fan of that forend and the rails. Yeah, me too. Like, So it's an M-Lock forend. And uh, like I mentioned on last week's show, the a lot of these guns that come over from overseas, they wear, they wear gloves. So when we get our lily white American hands on them, they're like cheese graters and have sharp edges. So, you know, uh, the original CZ Brin handguard actually has a Picatinny on it. So sharp, uncomfortable to hold. Uh, with uh, Sven's, it's M-Lock, so you can put whatever mounts you want on there. Or if you just want something that's actually comfortable to hold, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it just makes the gun, I think it improves the look of the gun as well. Yeah, so if I wanted to buy that, is there any way that I could save money? Absolutely. If you use GunFunny15... That code, gun funny, it doesn't matter. Caps, lowercase, gun funny fifteen, you will get fifteen percent off. All right. I like it. I think that's awesome. Manticorearms.com, M-A-N-T-I-C-O-R-E arms.com. We love them. We know you will too. And now it's time to get into the show. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. All right, welcome Ross. Uh, glad to ha- glad to have you on the show. We talked to you at Shaw Show. It's always awesome. Can you tell us? Yeah, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, always man. We're excited. Can you tell us about Brigand, Ar- Brigand Arms and what you guys do? Yeah. So first of all, uh, it's is like like you just noticed. It's one of the weirdest words, Brigand. It's like this super old word that nobody uses anymore. So we answer to Brigand, Brigand, uh, Brigham. Anything in that category. <laughs> okay, well, when I first started, <laughs> yeah. remember when I thought it was Brigand? Yeah. And then I even had you questioning it. So when we did our first interview with you, which was like almost two, two years, years ago. Two years ago, shot, yeah. Um, just avoid saying it. You, you just go like, I don't actually remember if you did, but that's what I, that's always my go-to. We just, were like, we're here no. with Ross from <laughs> Arms. <laughs> no, we, we had you say it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, that's the way to do it. I like so it. It's, Brigand, it's a word that like denotes, you know, like, to me, like pirates and scoundrels and exactly. And that's what we're going for. So that was, uh, the thing is, is like, you know, pirates 
uh, scoundrels, like any of the normal words that you'd associate with like a rebel, uh, you know, the, it's all, there's so many gun companies or, you know, uh, you know, retailers or whoever that, uh, you know, we had to get a little creative with finding something that was unique. Definitely. So, and a brigand is someone that I could see dumping tea into a harbor. So I think it fits perfectly. Exactly. That was, mm-hmm. that was the goal. So that was kind of our, our mindset is we, we, the, like there's not basically our, our goal is to have fun doing, uh, creating things that are genuinely new and like make, like kind of move the, um, state of the art forward. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we're kind of, you know, see ourselves as a little rebellious in that way. Um, and you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, a lot of the stuff that we make the, you know, especially our like open architecture, uh, carbon fiber structures, you know, people either, people either hate them like with, with a vengeance or they, they fall in love with them. And so, you know, it's kind of a, um, bifurcated reaction that you get and, and we love it because it doesn't matter that, half the people hate it as long as, you know, half the people think the way we do and, and fall in love with it. Yeah. And I think you guys have seen like a real uh, adoption rate in the three gun circles and competition circles. That's where I see a lot of them these days. Yeah. That's where they've been. That's kind of where we got started and still where they're uh, definitely the most, the most popular. Um, you know, we love getting them in the hands of three gun competitors. And for listeners who've never seen your product, kind of describe like what it looks like. Yeah, so picture a picture a a tube that instead of being solid is essentially woven or braided. So the it's it's an extremely open structure. Um, it's a carbon fiber technology that was patented just a few years ago, and basically what the way it's made is uh, we take. Uh, thousands of individual carbon fiber strands and um, pre-impregnate them with a special type of resin. And then we run each of those through a sheath um, to, to protect it from both heat and from abrasion. And then once we've got uh, 18, 20 of those, we put them on a massive braiding machine uh, that then pulls them into a circular pattern and uh, after we take it off and stick it in the oven, uh, it comes out like rock solid and still like weighing nothing. So it's a really cool technology. Um, and that's what got us excited about bringing it to market and starting a business around it. Yeah, I dig them. Hey, tell us where, where were you in your life when uh, when like this came to you, when you were like, hey, I'm going to make carbon fiber handguards for, for uh, AR-15s and things like that. Like uh, <laughs> where, where were you and, and kind of how'd you get into it? So like, like all good ideas, right? It's, it started, um, over, um, a McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> I thought you were going to say liquor, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair, fair point. Fair point. But this was like eight o'clock in the morning. So even for me, that's a little early. We don't judge here. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so what the, the genesis of the idea was, uh, my, my partner and, and co-founder in the business, um, uh, his name's Austin Gurley, and uh, he was going through his PhD program uh, at Auburn University. So I went to Alabama. We grew up together um, down here in the South, and uh, I was 
got him to meet me at, at McDonald's halfway between our two schools and, you know, sat down and said, you know, Hey man, you know, you're, you're working on a bunch of cool stuff with, you know, uh, a lot of this, these carbon fiber technologies that you're, you know, part of your PhD research. And, um, I think we, I think we should, you know, I think we could, you know, we love guns and we love shooting, you know, grew up shooting since, you know, we're little kids, um, lots of times together. We're like, I think we could do this for ARs. And so, um, that was the, that was the genesis of the idea for the business. And, um, that was in, I guess, late 2014. So we really officially launched in, in 15 and, uh, had our first shot show, um, that following January and the rest is, uh, the rest has been a lot of fun. That's wow. pretty awesome, man. And it's just been like a roller coaster ever since, right? It has. Yeah. So, and you know, of course, so, so, and you know, everybody's always asking me, uh, you know, you know, am I worried about the gun industry? And, uh, you know, especially with all the, the news and, and, and all of the, you know, horrible events that have happened uh, recently. Um, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more later on, but, uh, I really don't think about it that much because the thing we're focused on is a specific technology that makes rifles better. And, uh, since it's better, uh, like measurably superior in many ways to, you know, anything else that that's out there, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not concerned as much about, you know, what's going on in the world, um, as, as it relates to the business, you know, I'm just more concerned on, uh, about developing really cool products and, and making sure that they, they work perfectly. So your friend who was getting his PhD, uh, has he since used his PhD or did he just kind of put everything aside and focus on this business? Yeah. So, uh, believe it or not, it's, that's, this is, this is what he and I, um, are both doing right now. We've actually got, so it's, it's the two of us in addition to, um, uh, Josh champion, who I think you guys met at shot. And then, uh, we got three other, three other folks who, work with us on this as well so we uh we actually just moved into a a standalone building here in uh birmingham alabama um where we can do both the office side and uh and the production uh facility all under the same roof so uh that's that's the most recent update um on our end and that's been a lot of fun uh and then in your bio you said that you actually at one point lived in new york city which i did as well i lived there for eight years um, I forgot that. Yeah. How would you, and it's funny, I, I actually, I know I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, did you mention that before? Cause I didn't, I don't remember you. I don't know if we, I don't know if we made this connection. So yeah. wait, where, where, where in New York were you? Uh, pretty much everywhere in Manhattan. I went to, I went to school there and then, um, like I went to Fordham university upon graduating. I worked for the New York Yankees, but I lived everywhere within, you know, throughout Manhattan, like Upper East Side, Upper West Side, Midtown. So I lived, I lived on uh, 65th and 2nd. So like, um, so right cool. on the Upper East Side. Uh huh. And nice. work near, uh, worked on Wall Street. So. so, what are your friends? Do you keep in touch with a lot of people from New York? I do. Uh, yeah, I've got a handful, handful of uh, close friends from up there, and um, they all, you know, they they all gave me a hard time about. Uh, leaving to go to go back uh go back to alabama but the thing is is that like as far as i'm concerned 
the most important thing to me, and I think the most important thing to most people deep down is that you do something that you believe in, like uh-huh. something that you care about. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that that was just like, it was a no brainer from that standpoint, because like doing this is what, you know, has been my dream and what I've, you know, kind of been working toward for a long time. So it was a easy decision to move back. Plus the weather's way better. Yeah. Do they think that you just lost your mind though, now that you're in the gun industry? Oh, totally. They, uh, there's one, one is, uh, we, we kind of share some similar views. Um, he's a fellow Southerner who, uh, migrated up there and, uh, and then the rest just think I'm, uh, batshit crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could totally relate. (laughs) So what criticism? I did did that for a couple of years and, uh, then decided I wanted to do something, uh, you know, do this business uh, Mm -hmm. full time. So that's what I did. Really cool. So what criticism have you received from doing this uh, as far as just the general design? So like I said, it's, it's it, it, people either love it or hate it. And, and if they um, hate it, what do they say? Yeah. So if they hate it, it's uh, one, they, they, it's the people who hate it are, it's always on, um, they're always commenting on pictures or mm-hmm. talking about it without having actually touched it and felt it like almost across the board. Um, uh, and it's always, you know, it, it looks either they don't like the way it looks cause it's so open. Um, or they, you know, don't think that carbon fiber, especially at like 15 inch lengths can kind of hold up in, uh, you know, in, in real world situations. So those are the, those are the, you know, like the, kind of the, I mean, that, those are the same questions I would ask, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if I had never, never held it and never used it. Yeah. Cause I have your handguards on a few of my ARs and I, um, usually I, I, I receive actually really positive feedback. Um, very rarely negative, but every now and then somebody will say like, Oh, it looks, you know, it looks like it could easily break. And that's the thing. Like it, it is because it is such a new design and like, I mean, you kind of, it's a paradigm shift in what people expect, right? We had quad reels for so long that were heavy and like so much material on them everywhere. And now we were going lighter and lighter and people are cutting more material out. And you were like, oh yeah, we're not going to do that. We're literally going to make this out of super thread. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and so, so the key, the, the key is, and the thing that like people, people don't understand this until, you know, unless we have like a, a one-on-one conversation about it. Um, but we actually, we on the front end, you know, when you're, since this, so, so the way on the front end, we decide how strong we want each of the lengths of handguard to be. So it's not that we're like making it and then we're kind of stuck with however strong it is. So the, the inputs that we can control are how many carbon fiber threads we put in each of the individual, um, each of the individual, uh, uh, tubes, you know, mm-hmm. that, are, that make up the structure. Um, the second thing we control is how many of the, the, um, pre-preg cords we use, you know, in the design. And then the third one is how, how tight the weave pattern is. And so given those parameters, we can literally back into, you know, we said, how, how strong do we want the 15 inch handguard to be? And we, we chose, you know, exactly how strong we wanted it to be based on, um, you know, compression, tensile, cantilever bend specs. And then we backed into it and made it exactly as strong as we wanted it to be. If we wanted to make it twice as strong, we could. Dang, that's actually pretty dang cool. Mm-hmm. 
so when you talk about that strength, like, um, what kind of forces are applied to a handguard on an AR-15, and how do you take that into account when you're when you're judging what strength to make your handguards? So, so that, that's a great question. So, the the really the first the 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 first um, I guess direction in which tubes like this, especially when they're used as handguards, usually fail is is like it's called like cantilever bend, basically just like you know, if you hold both ends of it and, you know, cracked it across your knee, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, or hung a weight off the end of it, um, how, you know, how, how, how strong is it? You know, especially if guys are running bipods off the front or are slamming the front down on, um, you know, in, in courses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of the, that, that's the first place to fail. And so that's kind of the, that's the, the spec that we, uh, backed into as kind of our non-negotiable, um, you know, from a strength standpoint. So, so if you, uh, if you held one, this is at, at 15 inches. Okay. So all, all the rest, you know, we, we make 15 inches, 12 inches, nine and seven. So all the, all the shorter ones are like, they, they become like exponentially stronger, the shorter they get. Um, but at 15, which is the, the weakest because it's the longest, uh, you can hang, we, we hung a hundred pounds off, you know, we have the base of it attached to, you know, uh, it's basically just like the same threads as a receiver, um, but on a post and then hang a hundred pounds off the end. And, uh, you know, that's, it, it, it that's what it can hold. Hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's hard to translate that exactly into yeah. what kind of forces, you know, uh, you're experiencing when you're like throwing it down on a bipod. Um, but it's, those forces are, are less than a hundred pounds. And, um, these things, it's, it's funny the the, metal that we use in so we've got a model that's got kind of a quad rail out like a short little stub quad rail out on the end and uh the guys that run bipods on that on a 15 inch it's without fail uh it's always the metal the aluminum that fails before the carbon fiber so it's (laughs) it's kind of funny wow interesting and the crush strength, uh, apparently it will hold more than 215 pounds because I stood on Ava's. Mm-hmm. 215, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. 315. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but my caricature, it actually has your handguard on it. I did notice that. And I, I think that's maybe why I like the caricature so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, all right. So we talked enough about that. And I personally am a huge fan of your, your handguards. I love the way that they look. Um, but the last time that we spoke with you, you mentioned the carbon. You showed us that you were working on a carbon fiber stock handguard and grip, uh, which they looked really cool. How you said that they were still like in the early stages of development. How has that come along? Yeah, so um, I'm, it's actually perfect timing because just uh, just this week we released for sale the first of those components, which is the carbon fiber grip. And so uh, I don't know if you guys are uh, if if you browse to our website and go mm-hmm. to the shop page, you can find the grip um, down under the carbon black series, which mm-hmm. is what we're calling this this new line. Um, and so we just made we just made the grip live, and then the buttstock and the uh, the smooth carbon fiber uh, handguard will be will be soon to follow. And tell us about the process for that. Like what made you guys decide to go that route? Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, the, the only reason we, we do things is 
like we, we have like a million ideas and and we um, we end up crossing you know 999,990 of them off the list mm-hmm. because we either find someone who can do it just as well um, you know where we like really wouldn't be adding anything we'd just be like adding another product to the market mm-hmm. uh, which is the last thing the market needs yeah. or anybody needs um, and so we what we settled upon was you know we were looking at the the current you know what's currently out there from a you know for for these three components which is the the grip uh carbon fiber grips carbon fiber uh butt stocks and then solid carbon fiber tube hand guards um and the what what we what we realized is that let's start with the hand guards cuz they'll be the most um the easiest to kind of explain the thought process the the current what's currently out there in you know whether it's a solid carbon fiber tube or it's carbon fiber that's got m lock um you know slots cut into it or other designs cut into it people are the the manufacturers are are, are buying a um they're buying a, a a solid carbon fiber tube cutting it up into links and then cutting on it to create those patterns and uh what we realized is that um we could if we invested the time into perfecting the process we could actually uh manufacture the tubes ourselves and as a part of that process we we control not only the uh not only the strength and the aesthetic components but we could also do it for uh, a lot cheaper than what anything else that's on the market. And so our goal with these, for all three of these components, the, the grip, the buttstock, and the handguard, is to uh, provide a, like a superior component to the next closest um, you know, comp that, that's out there and then sell it for 33% less than the, the next closest comp is selling for. So it's a what we did is we we invested in the front end on it's it's called resin transfer molding, mm-hmm. um, which honestly is like it's way over my head. So um, my the the best way to explain it is it's a it's it's a way to create smooth carbon fiber parts by uh, creating molds and then injecting them with a special type of uh, epoxy uh, and resin, and then uh, and then that that's what creates the the hardened carbon fiber. Um, and so we've, we've invested, uh, a lot of time and resources and like months, probably actually years, I would say into developing the ability to, to, to make these parts. And, you know, now that it's been developed, we can create them flawlessly time after time. And that's what allows us to, you know, it's kind of a system at this point, um, but it takes all the like upfront investment in perfecting the system. And now that we've got the system, we can just crank the things out and at the highest level of quality and be able to sell them at a, at a, you know, at a price that, you know, they're, they're accessible to anyone. Very cool. And I mean, so a big advantage here is strength, um, weight, definitely weight. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. So how much does like, uh, how much does the stock weigh? So the stock weighs, um, it's going to, including the, the metal parts that will connect it, 
um, uh, you know, to the rear of the receiver, it's the stock's going to come in at like 5.3 ounces. Hmm. Wow. So how does that attach actually? So does it slide over a buffer tube or is the buffer tube part of it? Yeah. So that's actually, that's a great question. And that's the question everybody should be asking about the current carbon fiber, um, uh, butt stocks because, um, ours since, so, so as part of the resin transfer molding process, you have an outer mold, um, which you take off of the final part, you know, once it's, once it's been, once it's set and Mm -hmm. made, and then there's an inner mold that, that shapes the, you know, the inside of the, the hollow part of the, the butt stock and that, that part stays in. And so what we use for the inside of the, you know, as, as the inner mold is a, is, is a buffer tube. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's meant to, uh, take, you know, thousands and thousands of, um, uh, you know, repetitions mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, from the, the assembly, you know, rubbing against it every time you take a shot. Yeah. And so the, the difference, you know, what's currently out there for, as far as carbon fiber bus stocks is it's carbon fiber on the outside and it's carbon fiber on the inside. And, uh, so every time you're, every time you take a shot, um, you're actually just scraping metal against carbon fiber, which, uh, it doesn't take, doesn't take very many hundreds of shots for that to start to, to be visible. Like if you were to, to take one apart, you'd see, um, you'd see the indentions and, and the cutting oh, I on see. the inside. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Cool stuff, man. Yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah. It's uh like, so it's definitely a different design aesthetic. It reminds me a lot of like, um, the look of like carbon fiber parts that you would see on hot rods at, at car shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you know, there's so many parallels in firearms and vehicles, uh, you know, fancy cars, muscle cars, things like that. And, you know, I, I definitely love the look of carbon fiber. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm excited to see what these what these new parts look like. Do you think uh, so when you compare it to your older, uh, your your original design and the new design of the handguards, is there a huge weight difference or a huge strength difference? Or is it just basically an aesthetic change? Yeah, so so this the the main reason for for making these new parts is um they're, they're going to be a little bit heavier than the um than the open structure mm-hmm. uh, that we started with but we're because we can use the resin transfer molding process which as you alluded to it's it's the exact same process that's used in aerospace parts or uh or cars um all the high end um uh carbon fiber components are made from resin transfer molding um because we ha- have like built that process, we can we can sell a part that's superior to what else is out there, but at a at a price that lets like a, a much larger amount of people uh, take advantage of of all of the innovations in carbon fiber. I mean, because carbon fiber um, and and materials in general have, I mean, in the past like three five years, it's like every few months there's a, there's a new innovation. Um, in either how they're made or the materials themselves. Um, and so, but the problem is that it's, it's, it's super expensive. Uh, and, and you know, that's why you know, like it's just extremely expensive to make the, our open structure, uh, hand guards. And, you know, you, you get what you pay for because they're like phenomenal. But if you don't have the, the budget for that, um, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to access uh you know a really high quality carbon fiber component 
that's you know within your price range. So that that's the goal with those. And what is uh, MSRP going to be for these for these yeah, accessories? So, so for the grip, um, it's ninety nine bucks, mm-hmm. um, and that weighs one point eight ounces. Uh, the buttstock is going to be one forty nine, um, and like I said, five point three. And then we're going to start off with probably making twelve inch versions of the hand guards. Um, the pictures that are on the website are not, uh, they're not exactly how they're going to end up looking because we ended up figuring out a, a great way to incorporate in lock slots, um, into them without compromising the strength. Oh, nice. wow. so, uh, you're actually going to have in lock slots up and down, um, uh, uh, the 12 inch hand guard. And so once that is, w- once you include the barrel nut and, uh, the metal components, it's going to clock in at seven ounces, Wow. with the barrel nut um, for, for a 12 inch. So you're only adding like a couple of ounces compared to, you know, what our 12 inch open structure handguard uh, okay. comes in at. I was actually just looking to see like what an A2 grip weighed. And so you guys basically cut that weight in half, but yours is probably eons stronger. Yes. That's the, that's the goal. Yep. And again, like with this, since we're doing the, the, the resin transfer molding process ourselves, um, we, we have a, we can control like how we can either add, uh, more layers of carbon fiber, um, uh, uh, during the process or change the, the grade or amount of resin that's injected. Um, and so there's a lot of ways where we can like kind of pick how strong we want it to be and then back into, you know, choosing the right inputs for it. Okay, cool. Love it. Uh, what would you say, what are your thoughts on, uh, the future for the gun industry? Honestly, so like I said earlier, I, I don't I don't spend a lot of time like thinking about you know like the the macro from from that standpoint. Um, but one thing, you know, the the big the march that ha- happened um, over the, over this past weekend, one thing that like, really surprised me, um, you know, is the turnout in Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, you, you know, you think uh, are, are both of you guys in? Are y'all in Boulder? No, thank God. We're in Colorado <laughs> Springs, but okay. I can understand because Colorado Springs is normally pro-gun, and yet yeah. there was a really big turnout here in Colorado Springs. There was Springs. a massive turnout in Birmingham, Alabama for the uh, for that march, and it was it blew me away. I, it was not what I was expecting. And, I agree. Um, so, so I think that people are people are hurting and people are frustrated, uh, but they the part that's missing is nobody has a good plan. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we're marching and, you know, it obviously is some is, is like struck a chord with a lot of people. Um, but there's no, they, they don't have, there's no plan of action because nobody's decided what you can do about it. Um, but the fact that there's so many people hurting and so many people that care about it, um, I think it will, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what realistic options they propose as far as, you know, changes in gun laws or gun ownership, et cetera. I like to, they haven't yet. Exactly. I like to always kind of try to picture what the different um, marches and protests are in different places. So I imagine the one here in Colorado Springs was just like a big cloud of weed smoke and a bunch of people with dreadlocks and that haven't showered in a while. And I imagine that the one in Alabama is like thousands of people, but only 47 teeth among them. Oh, boy. You might, that might be, an, <laughs> um, you might be overestimating. 
<laughs> Did you really have to go there? <laughs> hey, look. I think that's a perfect opportunity to uh, to go into our prank calls. Absolutely. But before we do, Ross, where can everyone find you and your products online? Yeah, guys. Uh, brigandarms.com, B-R-I-G-A-N-D. Um, you can find everything on our website. We've got um, a bunch of great distributors uh, that, that carry everything everything that we have. And um, uh, yes, that's, that's where you can find us. You can connect with us on social media, um, especially Instagram, a little bit of Facebook. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's where you can find us. All right. Very cool, man. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, guys, really appreciate it. I know you can't stick around, um, but uh, yeah, you, I mean. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and listen to these prank calls because <laughs> the teaser you gave, uh, it sounds like something that is not to be missed. <laughs> well, you can definitely stick around if you have time. Uh, if not, you can find it at gunfunny.com. <laughs> Perfect. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Thanks right, so good, much. Good to catch up, man. Talk soon. All right. Well, I guess this is the perfect time then to talk about our next advertiser. Manticore, or I'm sorry, yeah, <laughs> Matador Arms. <laughs> it was just the, a matter of time. It's the Canadian Manticore Arms. <laughs> Matador Arms. <laughs> uh, Matador Arms, they sponsor our prank calls. And uh, you had something that you wanted to mention about their products. Yes, actually, uh, I've used these quite a few times and I kind of love them. Um, they're, they're a product that you would think just kind of seems simple, but they're, they're called their flapjacks, which is just basically uh, targets that are a, heal, a self-healing rubber. And I've taken them to the range a bunch of times. I actually staple them into my rubber dummies uh, so that he looks like he has weird little um, arms. Okay. Oh, then, okay. I was like, where are you stapling <laughs> these things? <laughs> but I, I've stapled them to the bottom of target stands just when I was shooting paper targets. And, you know, they're allowed at all ranges. I, I haven't, there's no rules at any range that I go to that would be against these. So I just legit like just staple them on the bottom of my target stand and then uh, shoot into the berm through the flapjacks. Um, they're actually incredibly inexpensive. Uh, we've shot thousands and thousands of rounds through ours uh, at this point. Um, and they're still hanging in there. So they're fun. They're cheap. They're easy. And you can find all those at matadorarms.com. And Ava, there is a coupon code. It is gunfunny10 and that gets you 10% off. Bingo. Bango bongo. And now it's time for, <laughs> I yeah. don't even know. Yeah. Malcolm wants to protect himself <laughs> against gun owners with a gun. Yeah. We, we did this on last week's show and now we're going to do it again on this show because I think that it's a perfect opportunity. Uh, it's topical. Yeah. It, it's topical. And, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's time for prank calls. With Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Thank you for calling Defender Outdoor Shooting Center. Defender Outdoor, this is Jerry. Uh, yes, hello. My name is Malcolm, and I, I, I really i am not sure where to start with this, but I would like to purchase a firearm. I was just wondering if someone could tell me which one would be the best for me. Uh, the only way to really find out if a firearm's good for you is basically come up and uh, sign our waiver and whatever you're interested in more than likely we have on our range so you can go shoot oh that, that makes me very nervous see i was i was participating in all of these protests over the weekend and the, the gun people kept showing up and and uh, with their signs and they were scaring me and uh, the only way that i could defend myself against these crazy gun people is with a gun so i don't even know that i want to come in there like what 
What, what That's the only think? way you can purchase a firearm. You have to physically come in here and fill out the 4473 so you can do a background check. Okay. You can't buy one over the line or over the phone or anything like that. Well, I, news I, media. I, I definitely understand that. I, I will come in. I just I, I don't want to spend very much time around the gun people. So if I could just figure out which gun I want ahead of time, then when I come in, that would be perfect. Uh, best thing to do is do your research on the web, find the gun that you think you may like, and then you can come in and purchase it. Uh, the dark web? Uh, like I don't. No, websites. What, websites? Okay, that's where I got your telephone number. So what gun do you think would be best to defend myself against gun there people? There is no way to tell that. Everybody's different. Well, what's the most popular? Most popular on the planet right now is a Glock 17 and a Glock 19. Oh, that sounds terrifying. Um, <laughs> the, the 70? 70, 70? Glock 17 or Glock 19. Okay, and then will that strike fear into these animals hearts uh anytime you point a firearm at, at somebody you better be being threatened because if you point your firearm at anybody you just commit a felony unless your life is threatened yeah but they they're coming to our protests with all these signs saying talking about if take it from my cold dead life, hands you cannot pull a firearm on anyone well, I, I mean, they, they are threatening me with their signs, and I, I don't know what else to do. A sign will not hurt you. That's words. Well, they're triggering me, and that's the big problem, I think. A trigger will not hurt you. That's words and reaction. I'm, I'm, if you point a firearm at somebody and they're not threatening you with your life, you will go to prison. Well, for how long? 25 years. <laughs> 25 years because they're threatening me and triggering me and they're in my safe space? If, if they're holding a sign, there is no safe space. If they're holding a sign in the United States, that is not a threat. Well, we're just trying to protest for the rights of our children and for our children's future, and they're showing up and they just have no right to be there. Uh, they have the exact same right as you do. Well, I just disagree with this. Like, what gun would scare you the most? None. I did 22 years in the military. <laughs> okay, well, I, I can see this is going nowhere. I'm going to call maybe someone in a, in a different state or something. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it continues. Amazing customer service. Like, that guy, 22-year veteran, he wanted to murder me. Uh, but, nope, polite, gave great information the whole time. I love the gun industry, man. I know. I uh, I don't think I would I would react the same way. No, like be, I honestly have to say, the older I get, the less patience I have. Dude. And when somebody just starts saying stuff like that, it's so hard for me to bite my tongue. You've seen me how many times just like spend an entire day trolling people online? Yeah. Yeah. Just they say one thing, and I'm like, okay, well now you you <laughs> you, have, you opened up the can. Yeah. You you got a can of whoop ass coming, son, and I I just don't know what to do with you. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Jerry, uh, congratulations on being amazing in every way. And uh, you, you, sir, are an asset to the 2A community. In fact, as soon as Sean hung up the phone, he's like, man, I really want to be this guy's best friend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to call him and be like, will you be my friend? <laughs> we could trigger each other and go to safe spaces and just have fun. <laughs> All right. I love it. So what is next, Ava? Gear chat. Let's do this. Tactic talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So I recently received a white rhino gun magnet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were playing with this uh, for the past couple days. And, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. 
I yep. just pinched my hand. Fingers. Ow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got to say, for something so small, it does have a lot of power behind it. What happens if I put... Oh, God. All right. Just put it down. All right. What is it? What's it for? Uh, so basically, you can mount it like under your desk or really anywhere that you want to... Uh, that you want to attach your gun uh, for, you know, for like quick draw. Quick access? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, maybe a car? Yeah, they, they've they showed uh, pictures online where there's people that put them in their car. So if I was going to use something like this, I think I'd probably put like one of those trigger holsters on it with a little uh, lanyard that would connect, connect to one of these screws. So when you pull it away, it pops that trigger guard off and you can get quick access to it. Cause that's the one thing that makes me nervous about stuff like this is not covering that trigger guard mm-hmm. when it's, when it's not in use. But uh, yeah, this is actually a very strong magnet. Um, I actually racked, Oh God, I racked the slide on my uh, MMP nine just using the magnet. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, but it, but it does actually come away not too terribly difficultly. Difficultly. <laughs> um, so it's actually not, what is it called? I can't even pronounce it, this. It's thing. one of those rare earth neodymium magnets. Neodymium. Dimium. Neodymium. Yeah. <laughs> Neod- uh, so neodymium. Apparently that helps for a stronger pull. Uh, it has a rubber backing so that it doesn't leave any scratches. And then the, uh, the hardware is included as well. So it, it comes with screws and stuff like that. But uh, pretty small. Uh, I would say maybe it is, I don't know, maybe so this not is even like an, an inch, inch and a half by three and a half inches. It's about patch size almost. I wouldn't say that's an inch and a half. Well, yeah. I oh, mean, God, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know exactly what an inch and a half looks like. <laughs> it's an inch and a quarter. <laughs> Whatever. So it's pretty small. You can. If you guys are interested in getting one of these, uh, you can go directly to the website, which is maverick.rocks, or you can just type in white rhino gun magnet, and they sell them on Amazon for $16.99. Yeah, that, that is a weird URL. It's M-A-V-R-I-K.rocks. It is. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, I would say if you guys are looking for gun magnets, uh, this one's it's pretty nice. It's small, discreet, and uh, it's definitely powerful. Yeah. Uh, I've pinched my finger like two or three times. Mm, that's great. Yeah. How much did these cost? I just told you, sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, I was not listening. That's why I asked. <laughs> okay, she's mad. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't work under these conditions. It's time for the reviews. Ava, are you going to read them today? I might as well. Yeah, you might as well. All right. iTunes reviews. Here we go. By Flyboy5425 stars. Love it usually. Usually? What the F does that mean? He's triggering me. All right. Love the show. Great gun podcast. I think you need Jeremy Paz Uncensored to really kick it up a notch. Keep up the good work. I don't know who this Jeremy guy is, but uh, he, he sounds, sounds hideous. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> do next one. Do life five stars. Awesome, great show with quality industry guests. I mean, come on, you had Sig Sauer fill on authentic crew and real opinions on gun and gear. See you guys at NRA. Okay, we will. Sounds good. All right. Bring bring all my favorite snacks, please. Yes, absolutely. I like the matzo ball soup and the matzo balls. 
You like cake. Okay, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had a little Debbie white cake. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a uh, it's a sickness. And then I had chocolate milk in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Are you six? <laughs> no, but I want to be. <laughs> Remember when I was six and I didn't have to pay bills? That was great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Um, all right so guys if you want to find us go to gunfunny.com we're on pretty much we're everywhere instagram youtube itunes iHeartRadio, twitter um if you guys can't get enough of us become a patreon we're having a ton of fun we're posting a bunch of stuff i mean it's not always gun related i just painted some pictures and i posted that and uh somebody actually offered to buy my painting which not only am i a professional print caller now but I, I'm also now a professional artist. You are you are an artiste, is mm-hmm. how I like to refer mm-hmm. to you now. Yes, Eva de Artiste. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Uh, you're getting a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uppity. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's <laughs> jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just might be. So we've got three things that we would what, that we would ask you to do. Number one, leave us an iTunes review. It it helps stick it to the man, which is Apple, and it helps us rank higher in the sports and outdoor categories. So if you leave us a review there, it helps. Leave us a review on Facebook. That also helps our page and it helps people find our show. But Not it's also to mention some jerk left a one star review. So even you? though there's one there's only one one star review and there's like twenty seven five star reviews, we are now sitting at a four point eight. Oh my god! And and this jackass, he just did the one star review. Didn't even bother to write why. I just can we yeah. can we ban him and block him? No, I tried. Are you serious right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh my god! I think I'm just going to continue to write comments. <laughs> Be like, hello. Can we get the other four stars? I'm going to online bully him. You should. <laughs> that's great. All right, guys. But if you wanted to become a Patreon. Oh, and then that's the third thing is become a Patreon. So leave reviews at iTunes, Facebook, and then become a Patreon. Okay. I, I'm Go ahead Okay, now. yeah. I just wanted to finish that's at least one great. sentence, okay? So Patreon, you guys get a lot of different benefits depending on your level of... Uh, Hold on a second. You are not near and excited enough about talking about Patreon. All right. Patreon. So if you become a Patreon, depending on your level of... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pl- uh, pledgership. D- depending on your pledgership. That's a word. Uh, I mean, you get all kinds of benefits. You get Snapchat. You get Facebook. You get uh, just, you know, uh, different kinds of shirts. Uh, I feel like you don't even you know. Could be a, you could be a guest on the show. Oh, and then aside from that, we'll even say your name on the show. Yeah, if you do so, uh, if you if you level. want me to say your name... <clears throat> Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, so our $25 Patreon is Corbin Bonafide. Thank you, Corbin. And there can be multiple. Corbin so Bonafide. Don't feel like you need to compete with him. But if you want to compete with somebody, we do have King of the Patreons. And that person right now is Cooper Custom Kydex. Cooper Custom Kydex. Uh, basically, he wants you to know that, uh, well, obviously, he makes some pretty cool custom kydex holsters and a bunch of kydex accessories and stuff like that uh but he also was nice enough to give us a code to get you guys 15 percent off which is gun funny 2018 all right i love it so become a patreon and uh let's let's see if you can challenge cooper custom kydex if not let's have your name read along with corbin bonafides and if not 
you can get in for as little as $4 a month. So look, you spend more than that on one coffee. So just come on in, party with us, hang with us. It'll be fun. I promise. Patreon.com slash gunfunny to get started. And uh, what else we got? Uh, I got to go to the dentist. So we're out. Oh, the dentist. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. It's like it's like they treat me like I eat sugar and everything or something. Or yeah, whatever. cake for breakfast, chocolate milk. <laughs> now I understand. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.